0: Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X, or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53, or visit us on the web at Chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family.
1: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Unbelievable! We'll be leaving again later on this morning, heading for California with our farm tour as we go out and see agriculture and Alcatraz, the Golden Gate Bridge, the Redwoods, wineries, all kinds of things we're going to be seeing. Leaving a little bit later on this morning. So uh, if you're on your way, pack something from Wisconsin. I always love to wear Wisconsin clothes when I'm in California where they think they invented the dairy industry. But uh, again, looking forward to going to California. Bob and Jill with you this morning as we do the chores. And you did chores kind of late last night.
0: I did. I ended up in New Auburn and to judge the Creek Contest.
1: Oh, uh, the, uh, the This is District FFA Speaking Contest. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure
0: what district they are. I'm yeah, well, it I doesn't matter what district.
1: It. They're in Section 1, and eventually we'll have the the section one competition to go to the state we'll get some of those results a little bit later on so uh, that's good and uh super bowl weekend you gonna watch the super bowl no <laughs> well think about it a minute maybe
0: <laughs> well first of all i have to get up early in the morning and on sunday I... morning well, no, well you gotta go on... to
1: church you gotta read in church well i weekend. gotta
0: yeah i gotta read in church yeah well the super bowl is sunday night yeah yeah, I well, get up it early Monday at,
1: morning. What starts five six o'clock, something like that. But then you go to bed. <laughs> oh, usually around eight. Uh, well, you can still watch the first half. I could. All right, so I'll uh, report
0: back to you if uh, I do it. Okay. You know
1: who's even playing?
0: Yes, <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh,
1: very good. So you got a winner picked out?
0: No, I don't. I don't really err on the side. I just like to see you sometimes watch a good how much, game. And... How
1: much you figure you'll be betting on the game?
0: Um, probably about as much as you.
1: <laughs> oh, I always lay a few dollars down for the Super Bowl. I'm picking the Eagles. By the way, I I just think their line, offensive and defensive lines, are going to be tough to deal with for Kansas City. And I'm not sure how healed up Mahomes, the quarterback for Kansas City's ankle is, and if he can't get away from those guys. I watched that number seven for Philadelphia, and I'm thinking we got a number seven. And he's useless. (laughs) He gets thrown out of games because he can't control his temper. Oh, boy. So they got a good number seven. Hopefully we got a number seven in the Packers. It's going to get better. But anyway, Super Bowl weekend. We'll we got lots of news to talk about. Some of the news related to the Super Bowl. And uh, we're going to hear about the uh, U.S. Cheese Championships. John Umhofer is the head of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers, has been for a long time that's coming up and then eventually I was over at Marika Goody yesterday talking to Marika and Alex about uh, their entries and their expansion into Eau Claire and their expansion at the home plant there in Thorpe. so we'll talk about that down the line not today with Marika because we're going to talk to John Umhofer Umheifer, about uh, the cheese contest so we got lots going on including uh, weather forecasts it's hanging in there it's awfully
2: good for February keeping it rural Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Speaking of the Super Bowl, you know how much they're getting for 30-second commercials in the Super Bowl this year? Isn't it like
0: $1.6 billion?
1: No, no, no. Oh. Per 30-second commercial. That's a lot. I don't know. $7 million. Oh, okay. $1.1 That would be a little bit out of territory, but $7 million approximately for a 30-second commercial in the Super Bowl. Wow. What's that? When are you going to cut one of those? Cutting them is uh, (laughs) not the money. It's uh, paying for them. It's uh, for the network. But $7 that is a lot. Well, weather for the Super Bowl weekend, not bad. Weather brought to you by Chilson Automotive Group. They got plenty of vehicles on the lot at Chilson. Over 70 Jeeps, over 70 new Ram pickups available at Chilson. Check them out at Chilson.com. Today, sunny and breezy. We'll get about 26 today. Not real warm. And then stay clear overnight down to 16. Tomorrow, a sunny day and should get into the low 40s. And about 40 on Sunday and Monday, 43 on Tuesday. A chance of rain on Tuesday and a chance of more rain. On Wednesday with a high about 39. It's 16 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area again as we look for the weather forecast to be uh, awfully nice right on through uh, next week. It looks like it's going to stay awfully nice and warm around here so again we'll be in California enjoying it. I talked to my son who's in the army out in Monterey which uh, I'll get a chance to see him. I've only seen him a couple times in the last Three, four years because of COVID and Army restrictions. So looking forward to that. But again, looking for some uh, some pretty good weather out in California. I don't think there's going to be a chance for a whole lot of rain. And uh, looking for a lot of fun. Leaving this morning, about 8 o'clock from Eau Claire. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Here's a little news. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas.
3: The death toll from a massive earthquake earlier this week in Turkey and Syria is now above 21,000. The quake was a magnitude 7.8. A family of four from New York City is among those dead in the earthquake. Scott Pringle has the details.
4: Corona resident Burak Furuk and his wife Kimberly and their one and two-year-old sons were in Turkey visiting family when the quake struck a few days ago. They were on the fifth floor of an apartment building at the time of the quake, which caused the building to collapse. Scott Pringle.
3: New York. Former Vice President Mike Pence is being subpoenaed by the special counsel overseeing investigations into former President Trump.
5: Brian Shook reports. The subpoena comes from Jack Smith, who was appointed to oversee the investigation into Trump's potential mishandling of classified documents in November. It's not clear yet what information the subpoena is seeking. I'm Brian Shook.
3: Elon Musk SpaceX doesn't want Ukraine to use its Starlink satellite service to direct combat drones in its war against invading Russian forces. A company executive said on Wednesday that SpaceX is limiting Ukraine's ability to use Starlink for offensive purposes. A government advisor said Ukraine uses Starlink to liberate, not attack, and that the satellite service has saved hundreds of thousands of lives. A water outage at a New Jersey state prison that left the facility without working toilets has drawn protest from faith leaders and prison justice advocates. The water main break last month forced prison officials to bring in porta potties and left many inmates with no other options than to relieve themselves in plastic bags and water bottles. You're listening
2: to NBC
3: News Radio.
2: Wax one oh four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, pretty good weather to get us out of out of
1: here and out to California, so we shouldn't have any problems at the airport this morning and what you got to do this weekend. Uh, hopefully Mother Nature won't be a problem. I was just thinking before I give you the weather forecast, being in Cal you know, you travel with farmers, and farmers have a different perspective on the world. As you as you know, Jill, your family of farmers, but we were in uh san francisco oh years ago on one of our farm tours and i was sitting on the bus and people in front of us i was talking i don't remember who they were farmers and the guy looked out the window and he said isn't that too bad and i you know just out of nowhere isn't that too bad i said what do you mean isn't that too bad he said look at those kids you know there were three or four kids standing on a corner i don't know they were 12 14 years old something like that i said well, what do you mean, too bad? They're not bothering anything. He said, no, no, no. He said, they look like nice kids. He said, but they're standing there. And he said, they're in the middle of a city like this, concrete and blacktop. He said, isn't it too bad? He said, they will probably never mow a lawn.
0: Uh, mow a lawn or walk in the mud puddles? and Well, they can
1: find mud around the city. But, I mean, mow a lawn because uh, they don't have yards in San Francisco. I mean, it's about a, what did somebody tell me a while ago? to live in san francisco and it's not the most expensive place in the world but it's one of them it's a million dollars for a thousand square feet wow that's not very much but uh, you know so it's all blacktop and pavement and they'll never mow lawn i never thought of it like that but uh, that's what life in the big city is all about so we'll be heading out there but it's something to see that is for sure because San Francisco is uh, with the hills, and uh, it's really quite a city. Hey, let's check our weather for around here, shall we? Chilson Automotive Group is bringing us the weather. Lots of vehicles on their lots. Over 70 new Jeeps, over 70 new Rams available. Check them all out. Stop at the lots or go to chilson.com. Sunny, kind of breezy today, 26. Uh, breezy wind will drop off later on today. And then it's going to be a southerly wind, so that's blowing in some warm weather. 16 overnight tonight. Saturday, it should get about 42 with a sunny sky out there. Partly cloudy Sunday and Monday, right around 40. Chance of rain on Tuesday and Wednesday. I say rain because the forecast high right now is about 43 on Tuesday, 39 on Wednesday. Rice Lake 11, Medford 14. It's 21 in Wausau, 24 in Marshfield, across 22, 33 over Green Bay, 30 in Madison, Milwaukee at 36. I'm not sure how much snow they got down uh, south. Did you hear a weather forecast or watch, see what they got for I, snow?
0: I actually didn't. I should have called my daughter to find out what was happening. Yeah, she's in down around
1: Portage, but uh, yeah, what's the matter with you? Think.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> not I saw what I had on my mind.
1: I think I heard, I saw a text or some kind of message that they were supposed to get one to two, and we got uh, four to five, so I don't know how it goes. Right now, 16 degrees here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. We got a busy Friday.
2: Agriculture It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Cash livestock on a Friday.
0: Choice-fed beef steers are 147 to 157 with mixed at 130 to 145. Choice-fed beef heifers are 147 to 161 with mixed at 91 to 145. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 133 to 143 with select and silage-fed steers 103 to 132. Cows are 67 to 110, with bulls at 70 to 107. Butcher hawks are 53 to 69. Sows are 52 to 62, with boars at 25 to 28. Onshore market lambs are 125 to 142, with a top of 148. Feeder lambs are 150 to 310. Ewes are 55 to 90. Small goats are 210 and down. Medium goats are 190 and down. Large goats are 135 to 330.
1: And nanny goats are 55 to 290. All right, get your FFA speaking results ready. We'll get to those in a few moments. But uh, in the meantime... Mercantile Exchange live uh, cattle futures were mixed, mostly lower. February 16082 that was up 2 cents, April down 7, 16362, June live cattle down 25 at 15952, in August down 27 at 15857. Feeder cattle were higher. March 18682 up 37, April was actually unchanged at 19072. May up to 25 at 194.67. August up 30 at 207.87. September feeders 210.77. That was up 32. Hogs, they were lower. February hogs, 75.82. That was down a dime. April, 83.32, down 75. May, 93.02, down 80. In June at 101.65. That was down thirty-five. Bored a trade a little lower yesterday. Poor demand in corn and cheaper South American soybean meal put prices a little lower. Overnight, though, March corn up two cents, six seventy-three, the oats up a penny at three eighty-two, march wheat up six at seven hundred sixty-three. Soybeans for March up four cents overnight, fifteen twenty-three, and meal down three thirty a ton at four hundred and ninety-two dollars and twenty cents. Cheese prices unchanged. Barrels one fifty seven. Blocks one eighty seven and a quarter. Butter up a cent and a quarter. Two forty and three quarters. Class three prices higher across the board. February up fifteen at seventeen ninety six. March up thirty one at seventeen ninety three. April up twenty eight at eighteen twenty nine. May up thirty one at eighteen seventy six. June up twenty one at nineteen oh nine. As a lot of months now are getting over nineteen dollars. In fact, September and October over twenty dollars. Yesterday. All right, Joe was up in New Auburn for uh, some of the district speaking contests. What kind of results have you got?
0: Well, I needed to go home, so I didn't catch all of it. But the Creed speaking contest, Daniel Broker from Rice Lake FFA was first. Alea, ooh, that's a bad, it's a tough last name for me. Barum from New Auburn FFA was second.
1: Why is that a tough Barum?
0: Well, it just didn't roll off my tongue very well. (laughs) It's morning. All right. I didn't get enough sleep last night, Bob. that
1: can happen. What else is (laughs) happening? What else?
0: Employment skills. First was Tiana Peterson from the Bloomer FFA, and second was Madison Mary from the Bloomer FFA, and the discussion meet. The discussion meet is pretty tough. They go through two rounds, and first was... Michaela Weibel from Barron FFA and second was McKenna uh, Juckbeck from the New Auburn FFA and the Parley Pro team from Bloomer brought home first and they're going to go on to the next step step, sectionals
1: all right and we'll get Brenda Shile to send us the rest of those results and again District speaking contest going on right now. You're on the area. Good luck to all those young people and congratulations for getting involved. That's the first step. That's for sure. All right, we're going to hear from another one of our state FFA officers. Uh, Jill had a chance to talk to down in Waukesha last weekend. Next, right here on Wax.
2: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Here we are in February and the state officers have been so busy and experiencing. I caught up with Kendra Goplin. She is the state reporter for the Wisconsin FFA from Section 3. This fall, you got to do some chapter visits. Tell me something out of those chapter visits that you really hit home and really enjoyed.
6: So one of my favorite things, all time favorites that I've experienced this year in my chapter visits was experiencing the Holman FFA Ag Department. I met up with some pretty cool students who were just starting out their journey in the FFA. And after my first visit there, I was able to, at the end of the day, watch one of two of those FFA members receive their very first FFA jacket with their name on it. And it was such a joyous experience where they were happy. I was happy for them. And it was just, such an exciting time to watch them open up that box and see their very own name on their very own
0: ffa jacket and you talk about experiencing things with the chapter members but you don't just go there to sit back and relax what do you do
6: No, absolutely not. No relaxation for me on those chapter visit days. A lot of the time, it's an early morning and a long drive, but it's so worth it because you get to go into the agriculture departments and experience those departments and those students and help them understand the benefits of FFA and agricultural education through leadership activities. One of my favorite games to play is the Lego communication game. It is a chance for me to sit back and watch how these members communicate and work together as a team and as a classroom a lot of times this gets students who may like to sit back and relax during a class and gets them up
0: and moving and working with classmates that they don't always get to work with at the time part of your tenure as a state officer you've gotten to do some conferences and stuff what have you done so far
6: So one of my favorite conferences that I have been able to facilitate and help out with is the FIRE Conference. The FIRE Conference is specifically for middle school FFA members to really dive in the deep end and learn all about FFA and what it has to offer. My workshop when I'm there is I get to teach the FFA members what official dress is and why it's important and how to wear it correctly. We also throw in a few dinner etiquette and just how we carry ourselves in the FFA tips.
0: Sounds like a lot of good life skills to me. Oh, most definitely.
1: And again, that's Kendra Goplin from the Whitehall FFA chapter. And as you can tell, lots of enthusiasm from that young lady. She takes after her mother, doesn't she, Melinda, down there at Whitehall?
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, and speaking of, you know, she's not the only big shot in the family. Uh, The uh, Corn Promotion (laughs) Board elections showed her dad, Shane, was uh, re-elected to the uh, re-elected. I don't know which one it is, but he's on the board anyway, the Wisconsin Corn Promotion Board. Randy Woodruff of Chippewa Falls and also Shane Goplin of Osseo and Ken Rosno of Oconomowoc, the recent Corn Soy Expo, Uh, they are the members of the Wisconsin Corn Promotion Board. So congratulations to those as well. And uh, again... 16 degrees, sunny, breezy, about uh, 26 today.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farming. We're going to hear from the head of
1: the Wisconsin Cheesemakers, John Umhofer. Big event coming to Wisconsin, uh, Green Bay later on this month. But uh, the big event this weekend is the Super Bowl and all kinds of stories. you got a good one, Jill.
0: And if you see a lot of chickens walking this weekend, it's because they've lost their wings to Super Bowl fans. The National Chicken Council says football fans will eat a record-breaking 1.45 billion chicken wings during Super Bowl weekend. That's up about 2% from last year. Besides being a snack favorite among fans, prices for chicken wings have are down double digits from last year. As a side note, if, if that many chicken wings are laid end-to-end, they would stretch from kansas city to philadelphia about 62 times
1: oh that's uh that's <laughs> a lot of chicken wings man oh man you eat chicken wings i mean they barbecue them and they do all kinds of stuff sauce oh, and everything else
0: of course i eat chicken wings. Yeah, i think i don't
1: think there's anybody that doesn't eat chicken wings so uh I'm surprised Peter or somebody isn't out uh, protesting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they'd get many uh, sympathetic ears this weekend, that's for sure. Chicken wings, enjoy them and enjoy the game. Coming up, we're going to find out more about the upcoming U.S. Cheese Championships.
2: For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Over
7: 2,200 entries from across the United States, and Wisconsin getting ready again to take center stage. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here from the southern end of the world's longest barn, and what I'm talking about, the 2023 U.S championship cheese contest it's headed back to wisconsin this year the green bay area going to be hosting the judges the contestants as well as a lot of sampling consumers i talked about it with john umhafer he's the executive director of the wisconsin cheesemakers association that's the hosting group that's been enjoying hosting this event for quite a little while yeah
8: we've been doing this really since 1891 Uh, We've had an annual contest here at Wisconsin Cheesemakers. And in 1981, we decided to rename it. And because we had entries coming in from all over the country back in 81, we said, let's call this the United States Championship Cheese Contest. And so really, it's a long tradition going back even into the 1800s of of the industry, judging and comparing each other's cheeses. And and really, for us, it's a highlight of the year.
7: You know, I am always intrigued. I mean, obviously... If you've lived in Wisconsin your whole life, you almost take for granted that America's Dairyland uh, consistency theme. But it really isn't something to be taken for granted. Uh, are, are other states ever interested in trying to pull this event away, John?
8: Well, there are some state competitions, but they're pretty venerable, too. New York's had a long-standing competition, uh, but just statewide. Um, American Cheese Society, as you know, has a great competition that's a little more focused on the artisan size cheesemaker. And we've shared, uh, you know, judges with them and, and ideas. So, a good partnership there. So, I think this still remains the granddaddy, though. This is the oldest and the biggest. And uh, we're, we're proud to host it.
7: What does that mean? for uh, Wisconsin street cred. I mean, like I said, we feel like we're the gorillas in the room, but we can't ignore that other states obviously have a presence in the cheese industry. How does this uh, help us, John? Is it a help when it comes to marketing, Uh, uh, you know, the uh, persona? Does it it help, or is it just another event?
8: It's completely a part of that halo that you'll see uh, Dairy Farmers of America talk about People definitely, and it's, it's tracked in surveys, they still think, they still equate the word Wisconsin with cheese. And that's really important if they're in the grocery store. If they think one state is clearly best, how can that be a bad thing to have consumers feeling that way? And this, I think, is a part of that halo. We've got things like the Center for Dairy Research, which every other state wishes they had. We've got the biggest meetings in the industry. We've got master cheesemakers only in Wisconsin. We're the only state that licenses cheesemakers. And then you've got things like these contests. That, and altogether, it just screams, we are the cheese state.
7: Now, let's talk a little bit about interest this year. Uh, again, I hate to kind of keep pointing back to the pandemic, but let's face it, uh, that disruption of not being able to move product very easily, even in the United States, uh, anxiety over you know staffing. How are you doing as far as the overall interest for the biennial show?
8: Well, for this competition, we definitely had to... We're impacted. We did not hold the 2021 version. We we hold this U.S. contest in odd number of years, years so we're back. And we had more entries coming in in 2019 than we're seeing now uh, this year, but it's very close. And so we, we feel like we're in a great recovery mode. It really had to do, we found, with labor. Uh, there's definitely labor issues in the dairy industry, and we talked to manufacturers saying... We love the contest. We're going to enter the contest, but because it takes a lot of time and effort and we're really just struggling along trying to keep the factory uh, rolling at full strength, we're going to enter a little less. So we've recovered well. We're just about 5% behind what we had in 2019, but uh, it's significant and we would hope to uh, next time around have more entries than ever. But we're, we're really pleased to be right up there close to what we had before all this disruption.
7: Well, and people have to understand, this is a financial commitment as well as a time commitment. Uh, Just getting all those dairy parcels, be it uh, cheese, butter, or dry product, to Wisconsin, not necessarily something that you you don't just put a stamp on a wheel of cheese and let her go.
8: (laughs) It's true. You know, there's a lot of commitment here, but what we love is on the other side, For that small entry fee, less than $100, someone can win accolades that could mean literally millions in in public relations impact because all across the country, news stations and television and newspaper talk about who won the contest. So it's like a lottery ticket they buy to try to to win the contest and really get their name out there.
7: John Omhafer along with us, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association, of course, the hosting group for the upcoming U.S. Championship Cheese Contest and that is going to be in Green Bay this year February 21st and 22nd open to the general public at the Resch Expo Center and then on the 23rd the naming of the champions. Uh, let's talk a little bit. I always like to find out if there's a big category I, I say a hot category when it comes to the <laughs> type of cheese that's being entered but lately hot literally has been where a lot of entries have been uh, coming in. What do you seeing this year as far as varieties, types categories john
8: you're right you know you you did hit on it we can't make classes with pepper big enough or we can't expand them far enough because we keep getting more and more pepper cheeses and of course now you're seeing if you've got a pepper and and it's got more uh heat than ever you know we're seeing a lot of ghost pepper cheese and scotch bonnet and and really every pepper is being dried in cheese And, and the popularity never abates uh, smoked cheese is, is always on the rise. We still see goat and sheep rising in the contest. And the one that always uh, makes us smile is that the schmear cheeses, the, the stinky cheeses, are, are really popular in the contest in just a massive category. And so you can, you can tell that they're taking off in the United States. Some of the biggest ones, though, some of the traditional ones, uh, cheddar is still strong, and we've got six classes by age. And those are always strong classes too. So we've got it all. We've got 113 classes uh, where we put cheeses and butters and, and dry products. So it's it's the granddaddy of events.
1: And that's John Umhofer. And as we said earlier, we were over at Marika's uh, Gouda in Thorpe yesterday. I talked to Marika about uh, not only her entries in the world or the U.S. Cheese Championships, but also uh, you know she's bringing a Gouda store. To, uh, Eau Claire, out by, be out by the Oakwood Mall across from Applebee's, the old Pier 1 store. She'll be part of that. And that should be good. They talk about, uh, charcuterie, helping put the charcuterie boards together. <laughs> to me, it's a cheese tray, a fancy cheese tray, but they call it, uh, charcuterie. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But again, the cheese champions, February 21st, 22nd in Green Bay, winners announced on February 23rd. In, as we said, we got so many good cheeses from our area going over there. Good luck. We know they're going to place very, very well. Twenty-nine minutes after five, sixteen degrees, sunny, a little
2: breezy early
1: today. High about twenty-six. Should be a nice one.
2: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax one hundred four point five, and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Well, it's 5.30 in the morning. We'll get an update on our weather from Mike Dandria coming up here, but uh, let's get some of our local news. Morgan McCarthy's in the newsroom. Good morning, Morgan.
9: Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll start with the courts and an Eau Claire man not going to prison for a 2021 stabbing that sent another person to the hospital. A judge yesterday sentenced 35-year-old James Sandy to three years probation. Instead, as Eau Claire police say, he stabbed someone at the Brickhouse Bar this was on New Year's Day back in 2021, and he told police someone was trying to kill him, but others at the bar say Sandy got into a fight. In other headlines, social media connects a teacher's aide to comments in Black River Falls, and now that person is on leave after a student recorded what the district is calling a racially insensitive remark. No one's saying exactly what was said, but there was a link to a video on Facebook. You can find more information online, 715newsroom.com. A Brett Favre is suing over what a couple of sportscasters said about him and the Mississippi Welfare Fraud case. Case that he's caught up in. Farve yesterday sued Fox Sports' Shannon Sharp and ESPN commentator and podcast host Pat McAfee for defamation. Farve is also suing Mississippi State Auditor, as Farve's lawsuit says Sharp and McAfee made egregiously false statements and used outrageous falsehoods when talking about the case. Both men essentially said Farve stole from the poor. Right now, Farve is also accused of colluding with former Mississippi welfare officials to funnel money to Southern Miss University. He's also accused of taking some of that money for speeches that he never gave, though Far has never been charged with a crime and repaid the money for the speeches. Into the Dairyland, a preview for Governor Evers' budget for veterans in our state focuses on hiring more state workers, but doesn't mention the troubled veterans' home at Union Grove. The governor unveiled his proposal yesterday. Look at it a little bit closer here. Now, in all, the governor wants to spend about $24 million more at the Department of Veterans Affairs, shaking that money out, a good chunk of it, about 9 million would go towards new programs for vets. Another $8 million would go to hire new nurses or give nurses at the state's Veterans Homes raises. You can find a link right online to read that complete document, 715newsroom.com. We're going to look at a scam that's making the rounds in Wisconsin, just to kind of keep your own family members and yourself in the loop. Dane County deputies say a woman is out $3,500 after she sent money to someone posing as a Sun Prairie police officer. Now, there's a sheriff's spokesperson here, Elise Schaefer, says that's a common scam, not just in that area, but around our state and you just want to be aware of that maybe let your older relatives know about it we would ask that people talk to their parents neighbors
0: um, whoever you may know that may not be seeing this information on social media.
9: A deputies were able to stop the woman from sending another $3,500 to the scammer. They want to remind people, even if it looks like a call is coming from a police department, likely not because police won't ever demand immediate payment over the phone. And maybe you're perfecting your dip recipe, getting the crock pots ready and... Well, preparing for the commercials if you don't have a team in the game. The big game, though, of course, this weekend in the Super Bowl will have an all-female pilot flyover. That's a first.
3: The historic female flyover will be in honor of 50 years of women in U.S. naval aviation. The first female aviators were accepted into the Navy in 1973. The Arizona Republic says all the pilots in Sunday's flyover are well-practiced in flying in formation and will fly over state farm stadium during the singing of the national anthem i'm trey thomas
9: Way from the sky back to the ground where there's always more to do in the barn we take a bag with bob Bosold and have a good trip to california my friend joe welke will keep uh holding down the fort and the chores here on wax 104.5
1: i'm sure she will i believe it in good hands i believe it in the hands of women what do you what do you expect i saw i saw cartoon the other day in a in a magazine jill you'll appreciate this i'm trying to hope i can remember it just exactly right but it said uh, a woman was uh looking for a job and the guy interviewing her says well we got a job that it takes six men to do and she says oh i was looking for full-time work So anyway, there you go. Women in the flyover—that's a good deal. All right. Well, let's uh, find out what kind of weather it's going to be around here on Sunday for Super Bowl, and and the rest of the time, Mike Dandria joins us virtually uh, from the newsroom, uh, Sky One Thirteen Weather Room. And how much snow did uh, they get down in southern Wisconsin yesterday?
5: Well, there was uh, there was quite a bit, but we'll just say it was more of a mess than anything. Oh, really? So it was, uh, it was enough to cause a lot of issues on the roadways. Uh, that was the big thing because it wasn't just snow. It was a lot of different types of precipitation uh, that fell down that way as well. Uh,
1: good for them. Good for them. But <laughs> around here, it was an awful nice day, and it's not going to change a whole lot. As we said, we're heading to California later on this morning, so I don't think we'll have any interruptions at the airport because of weather.
5: No, it doesn't look like that'll be the case, as today we'll have plenty of sunshine, but it'll be on the cooler side with highs into the upper 20s. Tonight, clear low, or excuse me, upper teens for our lows. And then tomorrow, this is where we'll have that warmer air mass move back in. And we may even see temperatures hitting the 40 degree mark yet again tomorrow with more sunshine. Sunday. Still some sunshine as well into the low 40s. Monday, maybe a couple passing clouds, but otherwise, more sunshine. You guessed it. Low to mid 40s, and then Tuesday, a few more clouds roll in, but even warmer. Southerly winds will help push us up potentially into the mid 40s. Then Wednesday, brings some cloud cover and a chance at some rain and snow mixing in. As we are tracking the potential for a storm system moving in on Wednesday and carrying on into Thursday, that could bring us a chance at some snow showers and bringing our temperatures back down as we have a blustery north wind. That said, our highs likely reaching only the mid-20s on Thursday. But right now, mainly clear sky and 14 degrees in Eau Claire. Not yep. too bad. And a little breezy though early, huh? A little breezy early. Right now, 8 miles per hour out of the northwest. But yeah, winds will start to relax going into
1: the afternoon bringing in some
5: southern air oh yeah all right well you enjoyed we'll talk
1: to you in a couple weeks as we head to california later on this morning my boy
5: safe travels bob you have a good one
1: thank you mike mike dandry over there at uh, the weather room skywarn 13 with our forecast does such a great job for us
2: every day the weather brought to you by uh, chippewa ag solution wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report
1: all right we're down to 14 degrees we'll warm back to the upper 20s today we've got about 21 minutes before six o'clock and uh jill a little more farm news before we take a look at some markets on a friday morning
0: well the early projections for milk prices are that they will be lower this year than in 2022 but don't blame exports for any price drops New numbers from the U.S. Dairy Export Council show exports continue to be strong as the world wants milk protein. In 2021, our dairy exports were up over $7 billion, with our top trading partner, Mexico, importing about $1.8 billion worth of our dairy products, a jump of 27% from 2020. Other areas of the world with big increases include Central America, a jump of 35%, China up 31% and the Middle East increasing their US dairy imports by 30%. The major products import exported, the major products exported include non-fat dry milk, whey products, cheese, butterfat and lactose. Reports out of Canada show their grain industry isn't having any supply chain issues. As the Canadian Pacific Railroad reported, they set a new record for January grain movement at almost 2.3 million metric tons. Railroad officials say it's been a calamity-free winter so far, with no floods, blockades, or derailments to slow their progress. The Canadian Grain Commission also says that halfway through the current marketing year, they've had producer deliveries of over 34 million metric tons of all grains, up 33% compared to last winter, with grain terminal receipts up over 35% and total grain exports this winter up over 45%.
1: All right, and uh, also more news from the corn growers in Wisconsin. We told you about the... uh, Corn Promotion Board elections, again, Randy Woodruff from Chippewa Falls, Shane Goplin of Osseo, and Ken Rosno of Oconomowoc, elected to serve, uh, re-elected, whatever the case may be in some of those guys' case, on the Corn Promotion Board. Also, they had the uh, corn yield winners, Northern Wisconsin, Jeff Laskowski from over at Plover, 298.3897 bushels an acre. Steve Wilkins was second. Bill Patoka from Amherst at 279.5 bushels an acre was third. The uh, best yields in the state, very, very close. Southern Wisconsin, Reginald Camps from Darlington, and this is really splitting hairs. Reginald Camps from Darlington, 324.0593 bushels an acre. He was first. Second, Jared Ripp from Dane County. Three hundred and twenty-four point oh two oh two bushels an acre. I mean, that's that's a cob or two. That's about it. So, and then the third place, Jim Chuck and uh, Mark Fahey from Belleville down in Southwest Wisconsin, three hundred and twenty-one point six eight bushels an acre. So uh, there were some awful good corn yields in Wisconsin, and uh, congratulations. So, and again, these guys win prizes. Guys and gals win prizes. So the corn growers enter. Soybean growers, I'll chastise you again because we had no winner in the division two or district two, which is right across our area from western Wisconsin all the way across to Green Bay. Nobody entered. If you'd have grown a th- if you'd have grown one bushel an acre and entered, you'd have won a thousand dollars. So think about
2: it for next year, won't you? Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 16
1: minutes now before 6 o'clock and things going on around the area, Joe. What's up?
0: Well, the USDA has their deadline for conservation stewardship program is today. Get a hold of your NRCS office. If you want to go to the Central Wisconsin Crop and Soil Health Conference, and that is February 15th, so that's next Wednesday, you need to register today February 10th, by calling Clark County Extension Office. So if you're interested in that, will take place in Thorpe at the, the CAM Center in Thorpe. So register for that. Um, the Farm First Workshop Series, they're having their workshop today in Stevens Point at the Holiday Inn Hotel and Convention Center. Tomorrow, the Wisconsin Cattlemen's are having their Winter Conference. It's a one-day event down in DeForest, At the Comfort Inn, starting at 9 o'clock, with uh, registrations at 9 o'clock, with speakers starting at 10 o'clock. And if you're hungry for spaghetti, head on down to Durand. The Faith Lutheran Church is having a spaghetti dinner on Saturday, the 11th, from 4 to 8 p.m. And those funds go for Girl Scout trips, going international trip to London, Paris.
1: All right. So uh, get out, get to the meetings, get some good spaghetti down there at Durand, and Help the young ladies go overseas. It's a great experience. Markets coming up.
2: It's quarter to six at Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Thirteen minutes now before six o'clock, and what uh, potato and ginseng people, or what is it? Sign it's, up for yeah, nominate or what?
0: F- nominate for the board for the okay. state board. All right, and so. that's due March thirty first. All
1: right, so you got some time to do that, but again, a lot of activities going on around the area. Well, let's get to the markets, Jill. Where do we go first?
0: Let's head on over to Equity Altoona and hear from Jim Lindsay.
10: Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.30 to $1.52. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.30 to $1.50. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.42 to $1.49. Choice Holstein steers, $1.29 to $1.41. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.28 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 77 to 90, with a top of 94. 60% of the cows sold from 61 to 76. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 60 and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows Brought from a dollar to a dollar twenty. The bottom twenty percent organic cows sold from ninety nine and down. Cull bulls sold from seventy to ninety five. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from ninety to one hundred and ninety five dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from ninety dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from one hundred and thirty to four hundred dollars per head. Sows on Thursday sold from fifty to sixty six. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on Friday, March. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, February 17th. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715 835 3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll visit soon with Marika
1: and uh, also Alex over there from Marika Gouda. Expansion of their plant. Cheese is going to the uh, cheese championships. And also uh, expanding the brand, moving uh, into Eau Claire with a store. So uh, that'll be good. Here, this is the guy that knows the world. Do Do you know what a charcuterie board is, Mr. Fitzgerald?
4: Uh, good morning to you, Bob. No, I'm afraid I do not.
1: <laughs> First time I heard it. I wasn't a charcuterie board. What is it? A, I don't know. I guess I'm a, people come down on me. A kind of a glorified cheese tray. <laughs> oh! But uh, they talk about charcuterie. I don't know where that name ever came from. But uh, charcuterie board, pretty sophisticated for uh, for you and I. Well, yeah. Well, see, you learn something every day. Boy, I guess so. Some things you want to learn, some things you don't. Jerry Fitzgerald from the Equity Stratford Sale Barn with us, of course, as he is every day to look at the markets. 42 and sunny tomorrow. I suppose you'll be sitting out on the back porch sunning yourself tomorrow.
4: I'm not sure what tomorrow is going to be bringing, but today is going to be a little nippy. I think they're talking about a high of 23 or something. Yeah, so.
1: 26. Well, you can go out and make wood tomorrow.
4: No, that's already done. Oh,
1: what a guy. Well, so is the week of trading over at Stratford. How would it go?
4: Bob, thank you and good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past uh, week here at Equity Stratford. On the cow market yesterday, high yielding fleshy Holstein cows selling from 77 to 90. Extreme top in the cow market this week did reach up to a dollar. That was on Wednesday on some very high yielding beef cows. Most of the cows this week sold between 57 and 77. Dinner cows like carcass cows below 55. On the organic market on Tuesday, high yielding organic cows selling from 120 to 135. And, of course, we do sell those every Tuesday. Back to the conventional markets now. Bulls this week uh, on the close. High-yielding bulls yesterday from 88 up to a top of 103.5. Lighter bulls, 83 and below. On the fed cattle trade this week, choice grading Holstein steers mostly from 128 to 142. High-yielding choice Holsteins uh, from 142 to 147. Select underfinished cattle, 125 and below. On the uh, calf market, on the close yesterday, uh, uh, good quality Holstein bull calves, 75 to 180. Uh, Monday, a lot of bull calves sold from 185 up to a top of 245. Heifer calves this week uh, mostly from uh, 25 to 80, and lighter weight heifer calves 20 and below. Our good quality beef calves yesterday, 175 to 350. And again on Monday, a lot of those beef calves sell from 350 to a top of 415. Just want to take a look. Full marketing week on tap next week here at Stratford. Our next hay auction will be on uh, next Tuesday. Next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. And just a note, Bob, before we leave, uh, for you folks that are planning on attending the annual district meetings, whether it's over here in Stratford or Altoona Bear and Sparta areas, uh, there is a um, um, message on the Equity Co-op website. You have to uh, call down there or send them an email that they would like to know how many folks are coming for the meal. So do that before March first, so they'll know how much to plan for for the annual district meeting. So. Bob, if you're planning on coming, uh, just let them know down there in Baraboo, and they'll yeah. take
1: care of it. No, oh, I will do that. But uh, your meeting now, how much have you done? Have you called down there and tell them St. Patrick's Day is a Stratford meeting? I want corned beef and cabbage.
4: Well, I'd probably be the only one of that uh, uh, nationality there, so I don't oh, know I if that's going to happen. I or know. Not. Oh,
1: but everybody likes corned beef and cabbage.
4: Yep. Well, anyway, you're heading out, so Bob, res- you have a nice yeah. trip. All right, we'll and do we'll our best. Uh, We'll talk to Jill on Monday morning.
1: Sounds good. Jill and Kristen will be here. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the Equity Stratford sale barn this morning. I don't know, is corned beef and cabbage like Ludafisk and lefse to a Norwegian?
0: Well, I I think I'd eat the corned beef, but I won't (laughs) eat the cabbage. (laughs) All right, there you go. It'll haunt me for a long time.
2: Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And taking a look at the rest of our markets this morning on the Board of Trade yesterday, things were a little lower. Poor demand for corn continues. Cheaper South American soybean meal prices put pressure there. But overnight, a little, uh, little jump. Earlier this morning, we saw March corn up 2 cents, 673. The oats up a penny at 382. March wheat up 6 at $7.63, soybeans up 4 at $15.23, and soybean meal down $3.30 a ton. Again, meal prices under pressure, $492.20 a ton. Country elevator prices.
0: Northside elevator, elevator, Loyal Location, corns at $6.22, with beans at $14.57. Arcadia Location, corn six thirty five dollars with beans at $14.59. Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls. Corn's at 618 with beans at 1463 in the Connersville location, corn at 618 and beans at 1458.
1: On the DTM screen at Golden Plump, corn six thirty-four at Baldwin, six twenty-eight on the corn, fourteen fifty-four on the beans. Duran six twenty-three and fourteen forty-eight. Mondovi corn 628, 1453 on the soybeans. Elmwood also has corn at six twenty-eight, beans at fourteen fifty-eight. Fall Creek six fourteen and fourteen thirty three at Osseo. The corn six thirty-three. Beans fourteen fifty eight. Out at Elk Mound, six twenty-four in the corn, fourteen fifty-nine in the beans. Sparta six eighteen and fourteen forty-eight Ellsworth. Corn six oh four. Beans fourteen oh five. Ethanol plants. Boysville corn 638, Stanley 628, New Richmond facility 620. Cheese unchanged, barrels 157, blocks 187 and a quarter. Butter up a cent and a quarter at 240 and three quarters. February class three up 15 at 1796. March up 31 at 1793. April of 28 at 1829. May up 31 at 1876. June up 21 at 1909. Lots of $19 milk on the board now. And September and October... Those prices over $20. Sunny, a little breezy today, high at 26. Sunny, and about 42 tomorrow. And Jill, as somebody once said, go west, young man. So I think I'll follow their advice.
0: Okay. Well, you're going west, but I don't know about the young part.
1: (laughs) You're not supposed to be so picky here. (laughs) Go west, old man. Okay, so the old man's going west with our group. We'll be uh, leaving here about uh, oh, 8 o'clock, 8.15 this morning, getting on the plane, heading for California, and we'll be checking in from the
2: Golden State. They make more milk, but not better cheese. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovie, and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadak. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.